Hello, hello, my friend. This is the first episode of the 2023 season. And to get this new season kicked off, I wanted to chat with you, just the two of us today, no guest, because I wanted to chat with you about a fundamental point that really underpins much of the work that I do here on the podcast and also on the newsletter, Midlife Cues. Today, I want to make the case that midlife is a call to action for change. And this is actually a two-parter conversation. And in this first part, in this episode, I'm going to cover why I believe that midlife change is inevitable and necessary, and why this period of change isn't a crisis at all. My name is Lou Blazer, and you're listening to Second Breaks, a show about feeling better, doing better, and being better in the second half of our lives. You know, before I got to midlife myself, I used to think that midlife crisis was this ridiculous thing that happened to people when they reach a certain age. The usual representative midlife story was of a middle-aged man who suddenly realizes that he's getting older, decides that he doesn't want his life anymore as it is. Um, He divorces his wife, gets together with maybe a much younger woman, maybe buys himself a Harley or some other expensive sports car. Bonus points if he pierces his ears or gets a new tattoo. Does this sound familiar to you? I'm sure you've heard that kind of story before. Now, funnily enough, I don't actually remember a female version of that ridiculous story, uh, but I'm sure there is one. I just haven't heard one. Now that I'm in my 50s, I realize that this representation of what happens to us in midlife is even more ridiculous than I ever thought it was. First, it is ridiculous because while this scenario has likely happened many times over, there are a thousand more stories of midlife change that do not come anywhere close to such caricature. Second, anyone who's considering or going through midlife change isn't necessarily having a midlife crisis. In fact, I would say most of the time, they're not feeling like they're in a crisis at all. And then third, to equate the desire for a midlife change with a negative connotation, a crisis, is such a gross misrepresentation of what's truly going on. And I believe that this negative image results in people dismissing a potential opportunity for a meaningful transformation in their lives because they don't want to be seen or tagged as having a midlife crisis. But where did this idea of midlife crisis even come from? We can thank a guy named Elliot Jack for this. Jack was a Canadian psychoanalyst who, in 1965, when he was 48, wrote a paper wherein he coined the term midlife crisis. In this paper, he wrote that midlife is this period of 
time in our lives when we come face to face with our limitations, our restricted possibilities, and our mortality. Goodness, right? The funny thing is that Jack himself did not appear to have faced limitations or restricted possibilities. Between the time he wrote that paper when he was 48 and his death at the age of 86, he wrote and published 12 books. He consulted with a lot of a uh, variety of companies, including the U.S. Army, the Church of England. He got married, and the person he married, Catherine Kaysen, he founded a consulting company with her devoted to the dissemination of their ideas. I mean, seriously, what restricted possibilities, you may ask? Jack's idea of a midlife crisis stuck around, but really, he wasn't the only person who wrote about this misery that supposedly descends upon people in midlife. One of the most popular works on the subject was this book called Passages, Predictable Crisis of Adult Life. It was written by Gail Sheehy and published in 1977. And this book somehow cemented the idea of a inevitable midlife crisis in the public's consciousness. And um, after the book came out, there's this New Yorker article, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. It said, um, after that book came out, everyone seemed to be having a midlife crisis. Somehow it became vogue that... <laughs> you know, to say that someone's having a midlife crisis. And ever since then, we have come to accept this idea that anyone going through a period of questioning and evaluating their career or their life in general, and if that person happened to be over 40 years old, it, it became cool to say that this person must be having a midlife crisis. Seriously, if I have a list of pet peeves on midlife topics, this is definitely and the top five. Now, this is not to say, and I am not saying that a true crisis situation never happens in midlife. Of course, there are situations and events that merit the use of the word crisis. I mean, for example, there are mental or health scares that can turn into a real health crisis. We may be faced with a sudden financial crisis that can, you know, wreck our lives and give us a lot of problems. We may be dealt with an unexpected problem with a close relationship that can turn into a crisis for our family and result in a major life event for everybody. But labeling a period when we are a little bit unsure about things, when we're asking ourselves major questions about our lifestyle, our career, our choices, our relationships, I mean, I don't think it's fair to make it like we're having a midlife crisis. Those are just normal, natural part of living our lives. And they don't just happen in midlife. I mean, they happen throughout our lives. I'm sure you've had periods of time when you were younger, when you felt unsure of the way things were going, and you asked yourself some big questions too. So my point is, let's stop calling it midlife crisis. I would urge you, my dear listener friend, to never use the phrase midlife crisis unless you're really referring to an event that truly, you know, warrants the use of the phrase. 
Now, I'm going to refer to this Harvard Business Review article titled The Existential Necessity of Midlife Change. And I'm going to put a link to the article in the show notes. But let me just read a bit of it here. As life expectancy increases, changes in middle age will become an existential necessity for many business people. Some of these changes will be internally driven. Executives may feel that their work is no longer satisfying and that they want new challenges, for example. Other midlife changes will be triggered by external events. An executive may fear being fired. A manager may be passed over for promotion again and thinks that his chances for ever reaching the next level are pretty slim. Whether a person goes willingly or is pushed out, some midlife change is inevitable. Now, this particular article examines midlife change within the context of our work, our careers. But the main point that it makes, that as we live longer lives, changes in midlife will become a necessity. That statement is true and is applicable across all the other areas of our lives. In fact, I would even go so far as to say that midlife is a call to action to reevaluate, to make some changes, to realign how we live with our values and with the vision that we have of ourselves. And that if we're not doing that, if we are staying with the same old, same old, then, you know, we're not growing and we're getting stale. Now, that may sound harsh to some, but think about it. I mean, as an analogy, even the most expensive pianos in the world require tuning or they will begin to go off pitch. If you move a piano to a new location, you'll have to retune it. I mean, imagine that. It's that sensitive. And not just pianos. Expensive watches require service, regular service. Same goes with cars. These are all complicated things with lots of moving parts that can go off kilter every once in a while and needs realignment. And you know what? So do we. It is inevitable that midlifers will want to make some changes in our lives. That's a natural consequence of living a life. We need realignment. We grow, we experience different things, our viewpoints change, we develop different opinions, we outgrow certain things while getting fonder of others, we move around, we get exposed to new possibilities. And yes, we grow older and Some parts of our bodies don't work the way that they used to. I mean, all of these mean that at some point, we're going to want to make some changes in some aspects of our lives. That's just natural and normal. That's why I say midlife is a call to action for change. And you may say, but I'm happy with my life already. Nothing has to change. And I'm happy. And It's great and it's awesome and I'm happy that you are happy, but I believe that we can be happy and content and still strive to improve and get better. Happiness and wanting to change for the better are not mutually exclusive and I don't believe that there is ever a point that we have arrived at our final destination of that's it, I am 
done. I am everything that I ever wanted to be, and I'm happy. As they say, we are constantly works in progress, and we are always on the way to becoming, whether we are actively aware of it or not. And wanting to change for the better does not a midlife crisis make. In midlife, just as in every other time of our life, there are changes that we deliberately introduce in our lives when we are intentionally rocking the boat, so to speak. But sometimes we are hit with curveballs that we have to respond to. And often these curveballs will result or will require some big change or some kind of transition in our lives. As I mentioned up top, this is a two-part conversation. And when we pick it up, we're going to cover the topic of midlife curveballs and some tips on how to navigate when they hit us out of nowhere. And it's always out of nowhere when they come. We're going to pick this conversation up in episode 197, which is not the next episode, because in the next episode, we're going to explore what we mean by the word midlife to begin with. I think it's time to update our understanding of this word. And I will be joined by Bernie Borges, the host of the Midlife Fulfilled podcast, to explore this topic. So that episode, episode 196 with Bernie Borges, will drop on March 2nd, which is uh, two weeks from uh, when this episode drops. So we are going to resume our every other week release schedule here on Second Breaks. In the meantime, I want to invite you to subscribe to Midlife Cues if you haven't yet. Midlife Cues is a weekly newsletter about intentional living and personal growth. And every Sunday issue, we explore how we can be even better in the second half of our life. Now, as a listener to the podcast, I can almost guarantee that you come from the camp of midlifers who continue to be excited about what life has to offer, and you want to continue to be relevant, you want to continue to participate and be engaged and be the kind of person that you want to be. If I'm right, and that sounds like you, then Midlife Cues is definitely up your alley. So head on over to Midlife Cues to subscribe. That is Midlife, C-U-E-S, one word, dot com to subscribe. Okie dokie. That's all I have for you today. I will chat with you in a couple of weeks. Until then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans. <laughs>